Welcome to ForeverFit.tv, your online source for fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle. With your host, Nicola Riley, personal trainer, nutrition, and lifestyle coach, here to help you get in the best shape of your life. Hey, welcome to podcast episode 33. I'm Nicola Riley, and did you know that we can lose fat cells. New science today is proving that when you reduce inflammation in your body, you can actually turn your fat cells into other cells in your body. However, you cannot lose fat cells if you have inflammation in your body. You may be able to reduce the size due to like a starvation diet, but they'll still stay there. This is why, like in the past, we've always thought that you you always keep the same amount of fat cells, and what they do is they they swell up and they may, might multiply. But what this is saying is that when you reduce inflammation, you're able to actually eliminate your fat cells, and this is fantastic because this means when you're able to like reduce cellulite and move those fat cells out of your body and turn them into something else more useful. And this is where inflammation is so important. So this is where the whole argument comes in of calories in versus calories out, over-exercising, because it's pointless if you've got inflammation in the body. So with everything, it comes down to making sure you're eating the right foods for your body, making sure that you are um, reducing inflammation, improving your detoxification, bringing your hormones into balance, exercising correctly, getting those rest days, getting a good night's sleep and doing everything you can to make your body as healthy as possible because then that your body will let go of that fat and get rid of it. So today I wanted to also let you know about another book that I have read. I won't say that I'm reading because I read it a wee while ago and this is a New Zealand book and this is Think Bigger by Michael Hill and he is an absolutely um, amazing man. I was incredibly inspired when I read this book and it is just, um, yeah, it's really motivating in both a health standpoint and in the, the way that he's created a business. So I love reading autobiographies because it does give you an insight into somebody's life and into what they've created and what they've been through. So if you're looking for a great New Zealand book to read, check out that one. Um, what's new this week is I have... Just done um, the live fitness testing for the boot camp, and holy moly, I am absolutely blown away with the amount of people who have registered for this boot camp. It is absolutely outstanding. I've got people all over the world doing this. I had a um, girl just email me this morning from Canada, someone from the UK. I've got loads of New Zealanders, some few, lots of Mount people doing it, and there's just people doing it all over the world. <laughs> it is awesome. So we did a live fitness testing, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm actually quite nervous because usually I do the um, filming it's just me, myself and I and I get to edit it and everything so this was live testing and it was brilliant. There were so many people that turned up there at 8am New Zealand time and it was really cool because you got to ask, ask questions and interact but if you weren't able to make it there at 8am it's in the online gym now and you can do your live test, you can, sorry not live, you can do your testing whenever you want and the boot camp will always be in there and we are definitely going to be running more of these so it's just going to get bigger and better as we do more. So this is the first one and so the live testing is all done and what we're doing is we are running a leaderboard. So everybody put in um, their fitness scores and their measurements, we're not running a, any leadership board of the measurements, just keeping them private. 
but we're running a leaderboard in terms of where people are sitting so you can find some friendly rivalry and you can try and beat some competition and see if you can improve your times find someone who's sitting pretty similar to you and see who can improve the most over the five weeks and then we're also giving out some really wicked prizes to um, not only the winners like the leaders of each category but also those that have most improved and then we're going to be running some other challenges so it's it's going to be awesome it's bringing everybody together and setting up some good great competition so if you have got somebody that you want to improve your fitness with and maybe um, you set a date to do the fitness testing together and then in five weeks' time you do it again and then whoever improved the most take you out for dinner or if they're shout, whatever you wish. Um, yeah, it's just a great way to keep you motivated and on track to achieving your goals. So it was awesome. Um, each So right now live in the online gym is the six workouts for week number one and there's six workouts one of them's being an amazing yoga so it's not six days of intense workouts um, and then we've got like rest days and I, I go into huge detail in the boot camp all about um, mindset getting yourself in the right frame of mind heaps of nutrition so they get meal plans grocery lists um, how to fine tune the nutrition even more plus they can fill out the nutrition and lifestyle questionnaire if they want to help get them even more on track and then we're doing lots of foam rolling as well and um yeah it's just going to be awesome so if you haven't already make sure you sign on up it is absolutely no extra charge but it's only available to online gym members so yeah it's awesome um so today's topic i thought i'd talk about is a really common topic and this is like should women go low carb or like should women try like intermittent fasting and things like that so the thing to understand is that um, carbs are a very complicated and big topic and I'm going to try and hopefully simplify this by the end of this podcast so you can understand what this all means. And the important thing to understand is that when it comes to feeling really good and when it comes to losing weight, it's all about our hormones and it's all about managing our hormones through their entire life cycle. And so depending on your age and depending on where your current hormones are sitting at is going to be dependent on what you need to be doing specifically. So hormones control so much in our body. They are involved in our fat storage. They affect how happy we are, how stressed we are. And understanding the primary hormone cycles is important not only for women but also for men because men have um, hormonal cycles as well. Theirs aren't as intense or as don't fluctuate as much, much as ours but they still have these cycles. So understanding your normal monthly fluctuations in energy and in intelligence and in performance is going to really help you get to understand your body because we, on a day-to-day basis, our hormones change. Guys are much simpler in many ways, not to take that the wrong way, but their hormones don't um, get as complicated as what women's hormones do. So when you're cycling, you have different levels of estrogen, progesterone, testosterone on a daily basis. So this affects what your body needs at different times throughout the month. One thing to understand is that as women and and men as well for the hormones, we all need good quality fat in our diet. So any low fat diet is going to be dangerous, not only going to affect 
your hormones, how healthy they are, but it's going to affect your mood, it's going to affect your emotions, it's going to affect how stressed you are. So you need to be making sure you've got good quality fat in your diet. For example, like someone who um, goes, say, on a really low-fat diet, and this is going to generally be replaced with sugar, and so fat helps stabilize our blood sugar levels, but if you're going low-fat, you're going to be somebody who's craving sugar all the time, and someone with sugar sugar highs and lows is going to have blood sugar highs and lows, and this is going to be like an emotional roller coaster day in and day out. So when it comes to intermittent, intermittent fasting, this can be different for men compared for women, sorry, compared to men, and it's really important to understand that all women are different, and for some women, they um, an intermittent fasting is just somewhere that they should not go, and that it can be quite a dangerous place for them to try out, but that's not saying that that's broad across all women, and this is something that is... Um, you know, it's talked out there a lot. There are a lot of different variations of intermittent fasting diet out there. There's lots of different ones to try and different people trying different things. And for a lot of people, they may have dabbled in this and they just realized that it doesn't work, but they're not sure why. But for some reason, they, you know, they found out that it's just something that is just too hard and they actually may, did more damage than, than good. So it's also important to understand that like not all women are the same and so for some they may lose weight on like a typical paleo diet and for others they may need some real fine tuning and for another woman they may lose weight on a vegan diet and they may they would put on weight on a paleo approach so everybody's different but if you were to swap those two people around that paleo diet person would absolutely struggle on like a vegan diet and vice versa so this is where metabolic typing comes in and this is where it's so important for you to understand what your body needs because the amount of carbs that you need might be completely different to the amount of carbs that I need and the amount of protein that your friend needs is different to yourself or me every single one of us has a different metabolic blueprint and this is why you need to get to understand your body, what works for it, how much carbs you need, and what your body needs on a day-to-day basis. And then you're breaking it down into a month-by-month basis and because your hormones fluctuate. And so this is why I talked so much about understanding your own biology in the last episode and getting to really understand what's going on in your body because this is going to give you the power and the tools to know what to put on your plate and what you need at certain times. So women generally don't do well on a low-carb diet, especially women who um, like are over, over 30, and this is where your hormones start to change, where progesterone drops, growth hormone drops, and your thyroid starts to change as well. So if you go low-carb at a certain age, it may not work for you. So for some women, when they go, they may try out paleo, they may try a high-protein diet, and once they, it may work for them initially, but then they hit a plateau and they, they realise that they can't lose weight anymore. And this could be to do with the carbs that they're either missing out on, the carbs they're having too much of, or um, too much protein, or just not getting the right metabolic um, blueprint for their own body. So just like low-carb, low-fat, low-protein, these are all very different approaches. And so the thing to understand is that talking about protein, carbs, and fat 
is just way too simple because you can have a low sugar and a high carb diet and you can have vice versa. So one of my goals is to make it simple for you. One of my goals is to help you understand what protein, carbs and fat are and just, and what calories are because if you were just to say I'm going on a low carb, low calorie diet, that's just incredibly simple and far too vague for you to um, take as, that, as an approach. The important part is where do, your, where do your nutrients in your food come from? What are the molecular, molecular, why can I say that? Molecular, <laughs> molecular and the gut biofunctions that is having in your body? Like what is actually going on at a cellular level for your body when that food comes into it? And what is going on in your gut and how you're able to absorb that food? So what's that food doing to your body at a real micro level? We all have good and bad bacteria. And if you are feeding in the wrong bacteria, it's going to cause things like brain fog, like um, lack of memory, mood fluctuations and things like this. So it's important to pay attention to your own body, person to person. And you want to start to think about getting that really good digestive health, feeding your body so that you are improving the good bacteria in your body because the, your gut function is involved in 80% of your immune system. Your, the, what you feed your good bacteria is going to affect your energy and how you feel. And so when it comes to food choices, you want to be making good choices about feeding your good gut bacteria and allowing your body to be able to digest and absorb the foods that you eat. So this is where things like fiber comes in. So this is where we start to break down the topic carbohydrates and the different types of carbohydrates in there. So we start with things like fiber. The types of fiber that feed your bacteria are very different. Fiber is one of those amazing things that helps with like hormonal balance, helps with detoxification, helps with elimination, helps with like upgrading your liver, phase two detox through the liver, and a huge amount of prebiotics helps to keep you regular. And it helps to feed the good gut bacteria in your guts. So one thing that really helps with this is a thing called resistant starch. And too often we think that fiber is, um, like if you're watching adverts on TV or in the magazine, we think, um, you know, this cereal is loaded with fiber or extra fiber. It's important to understand where your fiber is coming from and the effects that this has on your body. So we're wanting fiber from vegetables. And there's two different types of fiber. There's soluble fiber and insoluble fiber. So whether or not it's digestive and it's, it's, it's absorbed for your body or whether or not it helps to eliminate and it's carrying out other things with your body. So this is important to understand. And then the other thing to understand is um, like resistant starch. So this is another form of carbohydrates and we get, and which you can get from your foods. And good forms of resistant starch is things like um, cold rice and cold potatoes. So starches actually change when they are cooked. If you get, you know the difference between roast potatoes when they come out of the oven and they are moorish and you almost can't stop eating them. And then if you were to put those potatoes in the fridge, they actually change, the starch contents of them change. And what resistant starch is, this means it's resisting digestion. 
So that resistant start is resisting digestion in the upper intestine and it's getting down to the lower intestine to be able to feed your bacteria. And so this is the type of fibre that we're wanting. We're wanting fibre that gets to our bacteria. Our good bacteria feeds it and helps with elimination, helps with detoxification and helps to keep us regular and keep us healthy. So if you're eating a whole lot of junk food or processed food, a lot of this is like sugar and fructose and a lot of this is just shooting straight into your bloodstream, affecting your um, blood sugar levels, affecting your mood and giving you energy highs and lows and none of it's actually ever getting to um, the lower intestine or if it is, it's feeding the bad bacteria because bad bacteria, fungus and parasites and all those things, they love junk food and so we're wanting to move away from that and we're wanting to think about good quality food that keeps our gut really healthy. So the other thing to understand is that some fibre that may be marketed to you or that you may think is healthy may actually cause, be causing irritation on, in your gut. So you may be, it may be keeping you regular, but it may be keeping you regular due to irritation. And so we, when we go to the toilet, I'm going to talk about number twos right now. So when we go to the toilet... The process of elimination, doing number twos, is is a process that your your good bacteria are doing. They are breaking down food, they're digesting food, and they're moving it through your your gut and allowing you to eliminate. eliminate. If you are constipated or you're um, passing hard poos, you have got a lack of good bacteria doing their job. Imagine a whole army force inside your lower intestine. They're just working away, getting breaking down food, helping you absorb food, helping to create enzymes, helping you keep you really regular. If you haven't got a good enough army, you're going to get constipated and it's going to get stuck inside you. So what some people do is they take really high irritating foods, they take them and it makes things move, but it's causing damage in the in the way so what you want to be doing is focusing on rebuilding that army inside you so that you're able to digest food you've got good mucosal lining you've got good um, things going on in your gut so that you're able to break down the food move it and you've got good quality fiber coming from vegetables resistant starch and good quality nutrients coming into your body so that you it's keeping you regular so many people go wrong is that they they are taking food that may be making them go to the toilet, but it may not be making them go to the toilet in the right way. So it might get things moving, but it might be getting things moving due to irritation and not because of things being healthy in the right place. So things like bran from back in the day can cause huge irritation to the gut. And even things like that psyllium husk that is quite um, popular for some people, it can can work for some people but for someone with a leaky gut it can be incredibly irritating and not the right sort of food so comes down to understanding what you are feeding your good gut bacteria and what actually is going on and what can you do to improve it so carbs are really huge in um in Sorry, they're huge in controlling your blood sugar levels. They're important for burning body fat. And where so many people go wrong when they hit like a plateau, it can be due to pushing the carbs down too low. And there are a few scenarios where going low carb 
doesn't really work. And this is for somebody who may be an athlete or who's doing a lot of training. Going low carb is just, just something that they shouldn't be doing because they need those carbs to support the work that they're doing. Somebody who's got any sort of thyroid issues, they need to be making sure they've got good quality carbs to help support that and replenish that. Um, anyone who's trying to conceive needs to make sure that they're getting good quality carbs to keep them fertile and keep them happy. Um, pregnancy, if you are carrying a baby, then you need to be making sure that you've got good quality carbs again to keep you healthy, your hormones healthy. Postnatal breastfeeding, you need to be making sure that you've got carbs. Anybody with adrenal fatigue needs to make sure they've got carbs. Carbs support the adrenals and going too low carb can affect this. If you've got any sort of high stress job or high stress levels, then you need to also make sure that you've got carbs. So we need to make sure that we understand the importance of carbs and when they come in. So if you fall into any of these categories and you're sort of trying like intermittent fasting or low carbs, then you may want to start to introduce them. Where the problem lies is that we get caught up into thinking, um, like we might have something like adrenal, like this is where I've been down the track, is that um, with the adrenal fatigue and I had leaky gut and... Um, hormone imbalances but then I started reading things and I in order to fix my leaky gut I had to go low carb because I couldn't be feeding um, the wrong bacteria and I had to try low carb this and I couldn't have sugar and I couldn't have fruit but then as soon as I did that I absolutely bottom out and got exhausted so I had to dig deeper and find out more information and this is what's led me to where I am today and doing the FDN and working out and helping people get to right to the, what the root cause and not get confused with the information that's out there because there is so much information and we do get bombarded with it and we try different methods and it can be incredibly confusing and it's about fine-tuning things so that it works for you. And so when you're working, when I'm working with people and they have low energy or they might be plateauing in their results and they're trying like a low carb approach or they might be trying um, a high carb approach, this is where um, it comes in where I help people fine tune their diets more, just help them get things right, get the, brings things into balance and just see where we can work out a better approach. So good quality carbs are things like um, white rice, sweet potatoes, you could be trying quinoa and fruit. I, I'm a, I enjoy fruit, but you want to keep it um, low sugar fruit. So clean, start with clean forms of starch first. So you don't want to introduce starch or fructose all at the same time. You want to try one thing at a time, see how it relaxes, reacts and see how your body goes with it. So... One thing that's really important is that you don't eat these carbs for breakfast. Breakfast is the most important meal of your day and the easiest for you to stuff up. Any breakfast that's high carbs and high in fructose is going to set you up for failure later in the day. Almost everybody needs to make sure that they're having a high protein with good quality fats in their diets. 
30% of the first amount of protein that you eat goes straight towards your immune system, helps stabilise your blood sugars, helps bring into balance that leptin and that ghrelin response, and making sure that you're getting your body set up for a fantastic stay. Also helps to boost your metabolism and helps to get the body with the right metabolic response for your body. So eating a high high protein breakfast is really important. And avoiding um, like a fruit-based breakfast, like a, f- a fruit, somebody having fruit juice and, and a high sugar muesli and um, like a low-fat, high sugar yogurt is the worst type of thing for anybody, let alone somebody trying to lose weight. So protein to start your day, and then you want to make sure that your evening meal is really important too. So this is a little bit where it gets, things get a little bit more specific to the person, but often having some carbs in your evening meal is going to help bring your blood glucose levels down, it's going to help with your sleep and help normalise your hormones and also help with the growth and repair while you're asleep. So when, but this is again where it comes to understanding yourself. So for myself, if I was to have um, white rice or white potato this would absolutely skyrocket my blood sugar levels and it would mean that I would wake up in the morning feeling like I'd be famished and starving whereas if I have um, cold brown rice or I have cold potatoes or I have just a protein with leafy um, above ground vegetables in the evening I'm really good and I don't, I I have dinner by six, nothing afterwards, herbal tea and I'm, in the morning I'm up, I'm ready and I I could eat or not eat, like like my blood sugar levels aren't all over the show so this is the best type of thing, however if I'm tired or run down I might need to have more of a carb based dinner so this goes changes week to week and changes it depending on the cycle as well so this is what I've learned to understand with my own body um, and what works for it so you want to keep your fructose levels so this is from um, your carbs that you get from fruit to below like 25 per day and this is where it come you start to come to use tools like fit day where you can enter in your um, food that you eat and you get to understand the amount of carbs that you're eating so when you do this, inside the online gym I've got charts on how to work out your carb quantity and anyone who's wanting to get um, a good balance for like a female is somewhere between like 100 and 200. You don't want to be going much higher than that and where people go into like low carb, that's when they're sitting around 50 grams of carbs per day or even lower than that's when you hit ketosis. And like I said, some people some people can handle that, but athletes in one with thyroid problems, um, um, trying to conceive, pregnancy, postnatal, adrenal problems, anyone with high stress is going to need to have more carbs in their diet. And they may just it may be okay that they do like low carb during the week, and then they might do some carb cycling on the weekend. So. Again, this is where I can help people and I've got all this information in the online gym. So you want to make sure you keep your fructose levels to below 25 per day. So this means you don't have massive fruit salads for breakfast and you're not eating fruit all day and you're you're not drinking sugary drinks. So low sugar fruits are good. So things like blueberries in your smoothie, green apples really good or like an orange a day I think is really good as well. So 
low sugar fruit then you're getting lots of nutrients in your diet getting some vitamin c and helping with you as well so too much sugar too much fructose turns your fat storage on in your liver and so there's also some really big endocrine disruptors that are affected and endocrine dis- this is responsible for the hormone imbalances and when your body puts on too much weight so if you're eating getting in too much sugar and too much fructose you're going to have a really hard time burning body fat females are way more vulnerable to hormone disruption than men and we both men and women are constantly exposed to different toxins on a daily basis so Toxins coming into our diet from our food or from our skin are disrupting the hormone imbalance from our body and going to be affecting how well you can burn body fat as well. So even if you go low carb and you're trying to burn body fat but you've still got toxins coming in, it's never going to work and you're going to end up crashing and hitting a wall on the other side. Other things that can affect um, keeping weight off as well is things like mycotoxins and this can be found in coffee and can be found in foods that may be carrying toxins around so like um, foods that might have fungus or um, like insect things sitting on them so um, like nut flowers and, and nuts and dried fruits they can often carry some toxins on them so this is where things like flash boiling and soaking your food makes sure that things are really digestible, helps with the um, breakdown of enzymes and helps them more absorbable by your body. So just paying attention to where your food's coming from, making sure you're not getting extra chemicals into your diet, all these things are going to help bring your hormones back into balance. The other thing about um, carbs and hormones as well is that when we go low carb, this is going to affect our brain function as well so women's brains uh, and men's brains get affected month by month sorry day to day on a monthly basis our brain function is is affected just through the hormones but the more you mess up your hormones and the more imbalanced they are the more your brain function is being messed up so when we're in our reproductive years we have half the serotonin levels that men have and serotonin is like the gatekeeper and the hormone that keeps us happy and so when we eat food and good quality carbs this affects our serotonin levels so if we're going low carb and we are in a reproductive age we're really messing up with that serotonin level and this is that happy hormone and this is a time that we should be incredibly happy. So playing, messing up with that is going to be affecting also the amount of estrogen that's involved in your body. So serotonin and estrogen and oxytocin all work together and we want them to all work together. And the other thing that we want working as well is progesterone. Low progesterone is going to mean that you're likely to have really heavy periods, you're going to have short cycles, and you're going to have other um, hormone imbalances, and in particular most probably testosterone as well. So we want to be making sure that we're managing our progesterone, our cortisol, our estrogen, and our testosterone, and the way to do this is to make sure that you aren't introducing to your body extra hormones from external sources 
um, toxins from external sources and making sure that you're doing the best that you can to stabilize your hormones because all of this affects your um, how much body fat you're carrying and how healthy you are and how happy you are so how you understand where your hormones are sitting at is um, is something that can be done through testing so this is where functional diagnostic nutrition comes in so this is where I can help you um, we can do a saliva test no matter where in the world you are can get a test kit sent to you you do a saliva test and we measure 11 hormones from cortisol through estrogen, progesterone um, and melatonin and we get a really good understanding of where your body's sitting at this point and then I can help you find supplements to help bring your hormones back into balance and help you then get all your nutrients from real food because the problem is that um, sometimes we can do the best that we can and we are eating we're doing everything right like we get it we know that we need to be getting our food from great sources we need to be eating really good quality food we've got the food right we've brought down our stress reduction we've managing our life like life is pretty good but there's still something going on and you can't put your finger over it and for 80% of the people a really good quality diet will work and a really good quality diet will bring hormones back into balance over time but for 20% of the people there's, there's too big of a malfunction happening and what they need is just the help and support with the right supplements to help bring some balance back and to help bring things back to optimal function so that then they can get their nutrients from real food. And so this is what we're um, trying, try, basically you're trying to get as much nutrients as you can from, from your food and from your diet so that you can exercise and move right and do everything right and feel fantastic. So this is why I got into FDN in the first place. And so if you are one of those 20% who, you know, you're doing everything right and it, you just, you, there's just something not right and you do want some help with it, then just make sure you get in touch because sometimes it can be really frustrating and you're just not sure where to head to next. And so this is where testing and not guessing comes in. So I thought the next thing that I would talk about in this podcast is um, anxiety and this is something that's really common and it can be something that happens from stress from from life in general or it can be something that um, comes on all of a sudden and it can be linked to like adrenal fatigue or blood sugar problems and just suddenly you've got this anxiety and anxiety can be at, from varying degrees it can just be this little bit of anxiety that you get um, from your day or it can be extreme levels of anxiety and you'll know what I mean by this and most people suffer from some level of anxiety and what I wanted to discuss is ways that you can manage your anxiety and how you can better improve um, like your hormone functions and everything with um, better food and life management. So one thing for you to really pay big attention to is your blood sugar levels. Is your body freaking out just due to the lack of food that it's eating? Like does it need some, some good quality carbs? So if we go too low 
um, carbohydrate, this can actually cause a response in your body because it's really important to understand what your metabolic type is, like I've mentioned before, because your body sees stress as stress and not eating right according to your body type. So if you were to say if you were somebody who was a vegan or somebody who was eating a really carbohydrate diet and then you suddenly went onto a high protein diet and your body just freaked out and said this isn't me that I can't handle this so this is stress this can cause anxiety for your body and can raise cortisol levels so it's important to get the food that's right for you and get a really good understanding of how your body runs and what it works best on so getting to understand that and stabilizing your blood sugar levels is going to help get things moving and help to get you feeling better as well and it's also really important that you make sure you're getting really good quality protein to help stabilize your blood sugar levels you want to make sure you get protein for your breakfast getting protein for your meals later in the day and it's always important to make sure you get good quality protein at the start of your day as well as the end of the day the other thing that you need to pay particular attention to is caffeine and what happens when you drink caffeine? Caffeine has an effect on your adrenals and adrenals that are stressed out affect your blood sugar levels. For myself personally, caffeine, I was a caffeine addict. I used to drink plenty of coffee, got a coffee machine, went to Italy. It was all I learnt was how to order a coffee. I just, I still love the smell of coffee. And I um, am incredibly passionate about coffee, but unfortunately I've discovered that my body doesn't agree. So what happens for me is that I might have coffee, have a sip of coffee, and I might feel absolutely amazing for about 15 minutes. I feel like I am on fire, I feel like I'm intelligent, I feel like I am just super awesome. And what's happening is my adrenaline is spiking. This is the cortisol... Um, like this is increasing my cortisol levels and then what happens after about 15 minutes is the switch happens and this is where epinephrine goes up and I feel really low and I start to get like anxiety so if you're like an anxious person or you have any stress then you've got to stop drinking coffee stop taking into your body things that are messing up your cortisol rhythms and messing up like your adrenal balance as well So this is where understanding your own biology and understanding how you take care of it is really important. Think of it like going to, um, wanting to buy something that's really expensive. So I want you to think of your body as um, like a, let me get this right. So when we, if we were to spend too much money that we didn't have on something, this is going to put you into debt. And what you do is you keep spending this money and you keep using up this money, So, but then you keep getting into more and more debt. But the short-term fix of spending that money was a, was a good enough high at the time, but then the long-term response to spending that money is, is going to be leaving you in debt and a lot of stress down the track. So this is what coffee does to us. We get these short-term little highs, but then... Day by day, we're getting this debt coming into our body, and our debt is our, um, the amount of cortisol that your body's able to produce and the amount of energy that your body's able to produce. So day by day, we're getting lower and lower. It's affecting our anxiety. 
it's affecting our mood, it's affecting our depression, it's affecting how happy you are on a day-to-day basis. So we want to get in control of the balance of our body, we want to get in control of our biology, so this is like budgeting, we want to make sure that we're getting really clear decisions about what we're putting into our body on a day-to-day basis. So we need to eat right, we need to get our lunch right, we need to rest, we need to exercise correctly and we need to get in control of our body and in control of everything that is going on to it because the more that you keep spending, the more that that debt is going to keep collecting up and that when it all comes tumbling down, it's a massive big bill that you have to sort out with either some medication or something even more serious than that. So comes back to caffeine and is your body actually able to metabolize coffee or is it something that you need to get rid of? The other thing that's really important for managing anxiety is your time management. So how you manage your life. Do you put too many things into a certain time frame that makes your life more stressful? Like do you, um, it If you put into your to-do list more than, say, three things, is this making your life more stressful? And can you spread that out more over a day-to-day basis? Every time you check your emails, is this making you more stressed? Do you need to put more stringent kind of productivity timelines into your week? Every time that you um, add more things to your your to-do list or to your life or to your emails, or every time you say yes to the that next text or things like this this is saying you're taking um, more time out of what you should most probably be doing so finding your way back into getting into your ideal days noticing and appreciating what your ideal day is and noticing and appreciate when you do certain things so when is the time that you check emails you might check them first thing and then that's it so then you don't let them just keep chipping away at your anxiety through the rest of the day or do you um are you constantly saying yes to situations or are you the yes person who's constantly saying yes to things getting to understand the the way that your life works and what you run best off is really important so notice how um what things give you energy and what things don't give you energy and just start to say You don't have to start to say no to things, but give yourself time to make a proper informed decision to them. So instead of just saying no, you could say something like, um, let me think about it and I'll get back to you. So that's giving you enough time to take that question or that appointment or that decision away. It's giving you time to look at your diary, time to take a breath, time for you to then make a a good decision about whether or not that um, next thing is going to be right for you. But if you constantly say, yes, no, sure, no problem, then you're going to end up with too much on your plate. The other thing for you to understand is that breathing is crucial for bringing down stress in your body. So too often we breathe really deep into our chest, and this switches us from... uh, like fight sorry a relaxed state like diaphragmatic breathing is when you breathe into your belly and you watch your belly fill and you watch your belly rise but when we breathe high into our chest 
we're bringing ourselves into a sympathetic state. And so this is where we're increasing our heart rate. Our breathing becomes really shallow and we start to breathe um, intensely and our body's starting to get stressed. So when you do notice that you're getting stressed, see if you can try and just take a moment to bring yourself back to a parasympathetic state. So this is where rest and digest happens and where your body's able to slow down and bring adrenaline back down. So even though we live in a stressful life and we've got stressful things going on, there are things that we can do to bring our stress levels down and just to take notice of that moment and what you can do to change it. Other things that help with that as well is like meditation. So cortisol is the hormone that takes us out of the present moment and it changes it, it changes the way our body physically reacts to what's in front of us. By bringing meditation into our lives, and this could be as long as 30 minutes or it could be some one-minute meditation moments where you just sit, breathe, and allow yourself to slow down and just be in the present moment, this can help bring cortisol levels back into balance. The other thing as well is that... Um, Getting into control of your life and what you are wanting to achieve and what you're wanting to get out of the week, the month, the year is really important as well. So, so many of us are just sort of going through our lives day to day and just wondering why we aren't getting anywhere, we're getting sick of what we're up to and sort of blame everything on everyone else. But when you have a plan and you have a mission that you're trying to achieve, you're able to stick to that plan. So imagine yourself as like, um, you know, you're doing like the amazing race or something and you're trying to get to a destination and that destination, if you're constantly being pulled in all sorts of directions, it's easy to come back to the path that you've planned and get to that destination. If you don't have a destination and you don't have a plan or a goal in mind, you're just going to go here, there, everywhere and just be pulled from one thing to the next. And all this, that pulling is what increases anxiety in your life and increases anxiety in your day-to-day. So having a course and having a plan really helps with reducing anxiety and reducing stress. So learning to say... Um, yet, this also helps with learning how to say yes and no to decisions and, and things that come in your path. So when it comes to um, management of your time, when you have a plan and you have a direction, you can you it's so easy to say yes or no to a certain decision that might be pulling you off track. And it can be really easy to say no to an email or or a bad friend or someone that something that just isn't going to do anything for what you're trying to achieve or just make you feel good so some decisions can move us away from our paths things with toxic people or um, doing things that pull you off this healthy path that you may be on are all going to affect um, you achieving your goals so this is this is why often people end up drinking a lot of alcohol, drinking, eating junk food, um, not being able to stay on track with diets and things like this is because they simply have no direction and they're often just surviving and doing things on a day-to-day basis. But when you have a, 
a vision and when you have something to drive towards, decisions get a lot easier. And this is where it comes down to goal setting and making sure that you've got a really clear goal in mind and making it real and achievable for yourself and making the journey something that you really enjoy and that you're proud of and having that really clear plan to help you get towards that. So if you aren't happy in your life or you aren't happy in what your goals are, you won't be able to get those really good decisions happening. So the thing is to make sure that you um, get a really clear vision and move yourself towards that vision day to day. So I'll just go over those things again. So number one, to things to help stabilize, so things to help with anxiety and stress levels. So blood sugar, making sure you're getting really clean protein, good quality carbs coming in and eating right for your metabolic type. So learning what fuel works for your body and what you run best of. Getting rid of the caffeine because this affects your adrenaline, this affects your cortisol levels and this is going to affect how you feel and that debt that you're collecting up in your own body's energy. Time management, um, making sure that you learn how to say no and get a really clear vision of what your ideal day is and how you're going to structure that day. Breathing, make sure that you take moments to breathe deeply bring in those little moments of meditation to help bring yourself back to a parasympathetic state and let yourself recover. And then just learning to say, um, or having a path so that you can learn to say yes and no to the right things and so that you're staying on path to where you want to be heading. So, hey, I hope that was some good information to keep you on track this week. If you've got any questions that you want me to answer on next week's episode, please don't hesitate to get in touch. Otherwise, I will see you next week. Please make sure you sign up to the newsletter. Let me know how you've been getting on and get weekly updates on everything that's been happening at foreverfit.tv, all the new recipes, blog posts, everything that's been going on with the boot camp. And I will see you for next week's episode.